Yay! Yay! There's that Superman theme song. Oh yes, my guys. God. Shirley Walker, can you just get your blood pumping, can't she? That, I mean, it's funny too because, you know, that's just a clip. I mean, it warms up to that point because obviously the intro for Superman the Animated Series, you know, shows what we're going to be talking about with this episode right here. Um, and then it gets into the main theme like that when we see Superman in action. And yeah, it just, it's hard to not just be like, let's go. And I don't well, like I mean, even that. at the end, like when the when it like it goes, it starts like progressively going up the scale because it goes like the you know, the dun 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 like jumps an octave or something. I'm not sure if it's an octave or a third, it does at the end, but it just but it just ends on that. that yes! yes, very. I mean, it's yeah, it's very Superman, it's very much its own thing, which is great. Um, and you can yes, still hear the word Superman. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, what? and it's, uh, you know, we, we are going to have a new intro when it comes to this. And of course, we're now DC Fanimated Stream, because now that we're moving on to a different one and we're going to be covering pretty much all DC Animated that yeah, it's been rebranded, I guess. Okay, well, you guys probably already knew that because with the banner, I put DC Fanimated. Um, but um, yeah, so it's going to be that we'll have a new intro. It's being currently worked on right now, just waiting on some art to come in. So we'll have like uh, hopefully a uh, new intro soon when it comes to that, because you yeah, can't really use the Batman one anymore. But, you know, so we'll figure it out. But uh, and uh, apparently Jacob is really uh, excited for this. <laughs> yeah. Being the Superman guy. That's good. That's good. We got Venom here right here. Let's uh, the Man of Steel begin, man. Yeah. I uh, can't wait to uh, also have the Superman animes. Yeah, there you go on your there. Yeah, you can. It's available, right? Finally, it just, yeah, I know. Like it just came out, right? Ever to come out on <laughs> Blu-ray. It was the last one. It was the of the uh, no, not of uh, no tech of the of the major series. You know, there's some other side series of the animated universe that aren't on Blu-ray, but of like the big ones. Superman was literally the last series to get a Blu-ray release. Yeah, I remember when it finally happened. I was like, oh, yeah, that's not on Blu-ray yet? Crazy. So, uh, what's going on, Fear Jason? What's going on, Ryan? We got Droga right here. We got uh, Deus right here. Whoa, Superman Fanimated. That's right, baby. Are you guys going to create a new? Yeah, that's, yep, what that's the plan. plan. That's the plan. It's just, you know, a little delayed, but, you know, it happens. But, uh, yeah, we are uh, diving into this in man. I'm sure you, I mean, Scott, you, you go ahead and take it away. I know you got some things. Well, because, you know, when we started the stream two years ago, we had, a, we basically had an episode zero. We basically had an entire episode where we just talked about the birth of Batman, the animated series, uh, before jumping into an episode analysis. So for this one, we're kind of having to like collapse it into, let's talk about the birth of the series and then launch into, you know, the premiere of the show. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing was they had talked about they being like, you know, the usual suspects, Bruce, Tim, Paul Dini, Alan Burnett, you know, they they had talked about what to do uh, next as they were working on Batman, the animated series. And of course, the idea of doing Superman, the animated series came up and they actually didn't want to do it really because they thought, one, it's too obvious. We've just been doing <laughs> Batman the anime series. It just it seems obvious to next to Superman. And a big thing for Bruce Tim was what what are we going to bring to Superman 
to make it ours. Like, what yeah. were we going to like? It's it's so clear what they brought to Batman the animated series. So yeah. the problem was, well, what are they going to do for Superman? So the interesting was was that after Batman the animated series, that initial run, those first two seasons we just got finished talking about, mm-hmm. after they ended, the first thing Bruce Tim and company did was they teamed up with Spielberg and they worked on Freakazoid. Oh, Freakazoid, Freakazoid, Freak of you, Freak of me. He's here to save the nation, so stay tuned to this station. If not, you'll be unemployed. Freaky, yeah, there it goes. Sorry, love that show. I'm impressed. I'm, yeah, I'm... no, no, I used to watch Freakazoid a lot. I love that. When you go, <gasps> and they just run away like that is so hilarious, so stupid. So what well, was interesting was that Bruce Tim, you know, originally when he thought it was going to be like a superhero show with some comedy, mm-hmm. and the show became a comedy with some superhero stuff. So Pretty much. that wasn't his like. That wasn't what he was interested in. And that's when another name that we talk about in our episode zero, but Gene McCurdy, you know, who's the head mm. of Warner Brothers Animation. Mm-hmm. At this point, we've shifted from Fox Kids to the kids WB. Like, like now we've got yeah. the WB happening now. And Gene McCurdy went to Bruce Tim and said, hey, kids WB wants a Superman show. And they just went, well, okay. <laughs> mine as well no i can understand that because it's like it's superman i mean let's face it there's like a there's a a slight i mean let's i mean we're finally getting a new superman movie right now and how long has that even taken in this current age of comic book movies and you know obviously there was like we had our perfect superman right there right there and they just didn't want to do anything with it and I mean, I'm, but then, of course, you have Superman and Lois. They seem to figure that out for at least for the CW. It just seems like when it comes to Superman, it's just I it's just, I could see the hesitation because like Batman, it's like, OK, there's so many villains, so much lore. I mean, Superman has a lore, too, but it's just like it's like it's scary, I guess you could say. I don't know. And I don't know, like what the feeling I mean, obviously feeling back then. I mean, what was even happening with Superman was Lois and Clark. Lois and Lois Clark, Clark was on. Like, yeah, it was, it was the same. Um, okay. But it was coming towards it. But even Lois and Clark was nearing the end. Mm. Like by 96, like that was probably like you're talking about the end of season three, maybe the beginning of season four. And season four was the last season. So, I mean, that's all that's all, you know, we had going on on television at the time nothing theatrically because you know the last thing had been you know quest for peace in 87 yeah so yeah that was kind of that was kind of their thoughts was wow there really hasn't been much moving on the on the superman front and you know tim bruce tim's big thing was he wanted to make it personal he wanted to come up with a distinctive look for their Superman show, but they wanted it to be distinct even from Batman, the animated series. Like they didn't want the Superman show to just look like, well, it's Batman, the animated series, but with Superman, like, like there was this, it was, it was interesting watching interviews prepping for this, that they really held themselves to the standard of, if we're going to do Superman, we have to bring something to it. Yeah, I think and, they did. I mean, what's cool about it though is like they kept like a similar animation style at least 
So like you kind of, you know, and I was one of, I remember recognizing that as a watching it when I was younger, like how, like, yeah, the kind of, you know, the animation is pretty similar, which we all love that, that style of animation. Right. And, and of course, you know, even Bruce Tim will say Fleischer's the bar. Like, yeah. and, 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 but the problem was, was oh. that, but that's Fleischer. Yeah. We can't do that. Like <laughs> if that's the bar, our job isn't to copy Fleischer. It's just to like, because originally when they pit, when they started to develop the show, they were actually going to put it in the forties. Really? Yeah. They were going to do like Siegel and Schuster Superman. Like, you know what? It was funny because when we were on the, even talking on the Vodka stream, I had that thought come across me. Like, what if James Gunn pulled a fast one and said, fuck it, we're doing Superman back in the past i was like i had that thought for a brief moment and then it shot right out but i was like wouldn't that be like so ballsy all oh, people would be pissed as all hell it probably wouldn't go over well they need a current we need a current superman but yeah that is interesting though that they gave you know they gave that thought because i mean when it, when it comes to batman the animated series we always joked about how everything was like it had that old style but yet it was modern but when you get to superman the animated series i mean it doesn't really have like not as much, I guess you could say. There's not really, I mean, Metropolis almost feels futuristic. Well, and that was intentional. Like yeah. they, they wanted to go for a, when we get to that point, they wanted to go for sort of a, what I deem like a retro futurism. Yes. You know, but they wanted, they held on to the deco, but instead of going what they called like the Strindberg dark deco, all the angular sharp lines, they talked about their, their design choices for Superman, the animated series revolved on what they called ocean liner deco. Mm, okay. So it's, it's, so everything is rounded and, yeah. and look, cause so think back to like those, those travel posters, you know, they were they yes. like visit the world. That mm -hmm. was their inspiration okay. for their designs for Metropolis and the Superman series. Okay, that does make sense, and uh, obviously we got to talk about voice acting. Uh, oh, oh yeah, we that, do. Jesus Christ! I mean, um, I mean, obviously we already know. Like the uh, we we kind of already talked about. It. We know that. Well, we haven't. We don't hear them in this episode. This is strictly Krypton, and I love the fact that we get this origin story in three parts. Uh, we kind of talked about it last week, but the fact that they broke it off into three parts, and this is one hundred percent, you know. Krypton, it's Jor-El, it's Brainiac, and it's it's Cal just getting sent off into space. And uh, I love that. But, uh, you know, it was funny, though, because I totally forgot. And then just rewatching the episode again, I forgot that uh, it's is. I always forget. It's, I know it's um, who's voicing Jor-El. It's Christopher McDonald. Christopher McDonald. Yeah. Shooter. Shooter. From uh, Happy Gilmore, of course. Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, when I was rewatching, I was like. Fuck, that's Christopher McDonald. And I was like, I, I always get him. I always think he's a Michael McDonald and Christopher McDonald. But yeah, but, uh, you know, Shooter McGavin, Shooter McGavin from Ga Happy Gilmore. Yeah, he's voicing Jarrell. I don't know who's voicing Lara, though. Uh, it Lara wasn't anyone like of like of of known. OK, of no. The only other, um, you know, of course, Corey Burton, uh, Famous, famous to me at least because I've watched all this shit. Yeah. But, but Corey Burton is the voice of Brainiac. I mean, that voice is just—he's all over the place. You've heard it many times in many different. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, recognizable. And there was one other voice, however, that was very notable, mm -hmm. and that was the voice of Solvan. 
I don't. I, I recognize his voice uh, because I think he was like. I, I think we even briefly talked about it. At, I don't know if it was backstage, but I think he voiced of something in reboot. Right? He did. Uh, he did. Right? Yes. And it was I Megabyte. Yes, he was Megabyte. There you go. That's what it was. So yeah. What? Um. So I. I just didn't never. I never knew his actual name. And it's his name was Tony J. Okay. He was a British actor. So yes, I was hoping you might know about Reboot. You know, because that was that was one of my go tos. Same year, uh, that Superman the Anime series premiered. He was Claude Frollo in Disney's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Well, there you go. Yeah, so he's been around. And but he's got a very recognizable voice. Oh, very recognizable voice. And he was a reoccurring character on Lois and Clark. Was he? Yeah. Was he Nigel St. John was his character's name, but he showed up. He was a, right. he would show up multiple times. And he was also uh, Professor Werner in Twins. He was Schwarzenegger's <laughs> father figure. That's a deep pull right there. Holy shit. Man, that is a deep pull. Yeah. But that voice, though, you just you hear that voice. You go, I've heard that many times. Other and one of the, I'm, I, now, I'm a little bit older than you, slightly. So yeah. this might be a little bit of a deeper pull for you. But he was also Sheer Khan in Tailspin. Yeah, I didn't know that one. <laughs> you, do, you know, do you know what Tailspin is? No. Okay. I really don't. Disney afternoon. Okay. So so it, it's in the vein of like DuckTales, Chippendales Rescue Rangers, Woo! Darkwing yeah. Duck, all of that. Yeah. Tailspin was the jungle book characters, but set in like Blue's a pilot. Yeah. I, I never watched it, but I remember Oh, I loved it, it as a kid. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Tailspin. Yeah, I remember seeing that, but I don't. I never watched it though. Sheer Khan was like a Lex Luthor type, you know. He was like, it, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a fun show. Well, I, I mean, I, it's I, like you have a voice like that, you can only really be a villain. <laughs> well, and that's kind of funny because that I mean, because it's a it, you know, I have that same. I'm a baritone too, and you know, yeah. the joke is when you're a baritone, you get two choices: fathers and villains. Like that's that's what you <laughs> that get. Sense that makes sense because it's just yeah. There's certain voices where you're like, yeah, you don't have hero, you don't have hero in your voice, but you have villain. And then, like you said, father figure too, because which was funny. You should bring that up uh -huh. because you want to know who auditioned for Superman. Who? Clancy Brown. No shit. Ah, yes. Yeah, there's no way that he's gonna have no. Uh, now, can you imagine that? I mean, maybe like maybe like an older Bruce Wayne, I can hear it. But then anytime I hear older Bruce Wayne, I just hear Peter Weller, you know, from Dark Knight Returns, and he, you know, what I just hear that when I hear older but, Bruce. But, Wayne. but Clancy yeah. Brown auditioned for Superman. That's and crazy. then and then Bruce too went, "Hey, you want to read for Lex Luthor?" And he just went. <laughs> Am I ever going to get away from playing the bad guys? <laughs> and apparently, his Lex Luthor is just a slower version of his Superman voice. Ah, uh, okay, makes sense. Makes sense. But yeah, we have we don't get to uh, those characters yet. Like I said, it's like it's great. Um, I mean, we will eventually get there, and we'll uh, obviously with part two, we're going to not do all the last son of Krypton. Uh, parts like we said last week so we're just gonna do part one and uh yeah i mean just revisiting this and seeing it's funny because obviously when we started off with batman the animated series you know there was production order we were going in production order we we're in going air date order this time it's just everything's just hey it's in order there's no production or actually whatever. that's not Is true it? 
season season one was Mm. not aired in the correct order oh shit so but 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 no but the way it is on the dvds and the blu-rays the way it is on hbo max you're good because pretty much no one acknowledges the difference between production order and air date when it comes to superman the animated series but no as a as a side note season one was not aired in the correct order oh there you go i thought i thought hey they have it locked down they know what they're doing it's not like how it was with batman and how you know um, and then, of course, I'm sure it's like just it, I remember at first we were talking about like the different uh, animators. I mean, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case with this series. Right. It's all just one pretty much standard. No, shit. <laughs> no, no, because trust me, there are some episodes. E, 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 here's the funny thing. As we watch this three parter. Mm-hmm. The animation's even going to change in the three-parter. No shit. I, yeah, I mean, part three has the best anime. I, like, I just okay. know this from memory. Like, okay. I, I stopped. Like, I was, I, I got Declan to sit down and watch this with me yesterday, nice. and I stopped at the end of part one. I was like, nope, nope, we're not, we're not going on. We're stopping at part one. But no, part three has the best animation of the three-parter. Oh man, I would have thought that that they just had it. Like, you know, ah, well, okay, well there you go. So we we could talk about that too when we get to it. But uh, I mean, but but the animation in this episode is uh, is great. And uh, obviously it starts off with some Krypton. I mean, we're on Krypton this whole episode and we got Jarrell on his little flying scooter thing going through like the icy parts of Krypton doing his, you know, and it's it's kind of cool because I was kind of, you know, obviously we when we have this origin story, we all know where it ends up going. And it's just like spoiler. They mostly all die at the end. I'm yeah. And I like your tweet when you said <laughs> that. <It's> like, <laughs> Hello. Only one person survives this episode. Well, and you know, unless you count Brainiac, Brainiac yeah, <laughs> or something like that, he just kind of goes like, I'm out. See you later. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we, we get um, Jarrell doing some tests, sending some probes down into some holes to be like, Hey, this uh yeah the land and everything it's it's kind of uh and it's funny too because when we see shakes i was like i almost wrote earthquake i'm like that doesn't make sense krypton quakes i guess you could say well no 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 earth earth as in a as in uh, the the earth as in the ground you know you know at the same time it's like would would on krypton would you call the ground earth you wouldn't do that right you, I, don't, I don't know what they would actually call it i don't know but, see, you know, but, but the trembling but the trembles <laughs> i liked i mean yeah the cool thing i like about this episode is the fact that we get to we get to breathe with, like we get to live on krypton yes i mean even the even the you know you go back to the donner film uh, you know you go back to superman 78 you even jump ahead to man of steel and whenever you're on Krypton, it's like doom is already here. Mm-hmm. And it's like we get we get some politics. We get you no. Know, and I know we got that Man of Steel, but it was still like we're moving, yeah. we're moving, we're moving. This is just like we see some family life. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it. we get to have life on Krypton before it, you know, goes kablooey at the end. Yeah, I think when it comes to Man of Steel, it's like, well, the the Krypton scene of Man of Steel is almost essentially as long, maybe longer than this episode. This episode yeah. So, but this, but yeah, like you said, we get to see their home. We get we we get to see, you know, we get to see Kyle's crib for God's sakes, like where he sleeps. We see Crypto. 
Yeah, we see Crypto too. Yes, Crypto does make a, a little appearance. We see little uh, baby Cal playing with uh, puppy Crypto, which is great. And then, you know, and then, of course, you know, when when Jarrell's like doing his readings and doing all that stuff, when we, we get this crazy little amoeba monster thing with one tentacle that, of course, attacks him. I, I love the alien. Like, you get all this alien. Like, Krypton yeah. feels like a planet. Yes. No, it's it's kind of cool. James Tucker was tasked with designing Krypton. Now, James Tucker um, will go on to be a name we're going to hear, like. Like he was there, he was there on Batman the Animated Series, but starting with Superman moving on, James Tucker becomes like he starts kind of being one of those names in the rotation that you hear a lot more about. Actually, right now, James Tucker is the executive producer of all the direct to video animated movies. Oh, okay. Because Bruce Tim bowed out after Dark Knight Returns. And so it was James Tucker who took over, starting with like, uh, flashpoint paradox mm. so like so that I mean, he's gone from being like you know animator storyboard artist on superman the animated series to now like he's the top dog when it comes to those you know direct video animated movies so he 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 designed krypton but he was told but it can't look like any other krypton we've <laughs> seen and it's funny too because i remember uh, when I had my commentary with Zach, and we, of course, that was the opening of Man of Steel and talking about Krypton. And and I think he mentioned it there. Maybe he's mentioned it somewhere else, too. It's like, yeah, it's like you don't want to design a Krypton that looks well, like, I mean, essentially, like, I mean, obviously the standard at the time. I mean, I'm sure I'm not sure. Like, I mean, I'm, I know Lois and Clark kind of maybe did they even attempt it? trying to remember that they, uh yes they did they did in later seasons yeah you know, stuff you know they stuff try happened. to yeah stuff happened <laughs> no but like i mean the standard is just like obviously superman uh donner superman and uh so i mean i i think he even mentioned like you don't want to do that same thing so you want to have like your own version of krypton zach of course very much does i'm sure james gunn's gonna do his version but yeah when it came to this i mean even like right off the bat when it's just like opening up and you have jarrell just speeding through on his little of uh, uh air bike or whatever or air scooter or whatever there's like these little creatures that look like just walking hairy eyeballs yes i had to pause it i paused it and they because they scatter and i'm like what the fuck was that <laughs> and were they the ones like 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 the little web feet kind of yeah they just yeah. had like feet and they're like look like big eyeballs that had hair behind them very interesting creatures, but they just scattered. I'm like, that was very random, but I thought that was just kind of cool that there was like that little detail of like these creatures on Krypton. And then, like I said, when Jorel gets attacked by this, like it's not, it's weird. And like the design of this monster is just, it's like an amoeba of just, it's like a sack with like a brain and some organs and it's got a tentacle it's very strange. a tentacle with like teeth because it like yeah. it even like attaches itself to yeah. Jorel and yeah. Man, it's it's uh, pretty crazy, but of course he gets away. And then I love it when he gets back to like his his uh well headquarters or whatever you want to call his it. Ship. His ship, yeah, his ship. Yeah. And then and, like she's like, like I hope everything went. He's like, yeah, frostbite, ice monsters, same old, same old. That's <laughs> like okay. Apparently that's a common thing when he's <laughs> he's just yeah frostbite and uh, ice monsters. And then of course we get introduced to Brainiac right here, which there's a cool little detail that oh. I have to admit that I am so disappointed in myself that I never noticed. But yeah. I have to admit, Superman the animated series is one that I you know 
Batman the Animated Series, I was there live television, like every episode. Like I was yeah. there with the whole kids WB switcheroo and the local affiliate. Like, I'm going to be honest. I didn't catch every episode of Superman, the animated series until it came out in DVD in 2004. Yeah. So like Superman was more of a catch as catch can kind of deal. Yeah. But pay attention to the screen. Every time Brainiac, the three Brainiac dot thing yeah. shows up. Did you see something on the screen? No. It's Kirby Crackle. Who's Kirby Crackle? No, no. Oh, Jack Kirby. That that oh, design yeah. that art. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. I was like, "Who's Kirby Crackle?" That's a weird name. <laughs> no. Do you know what Kirby Crackle is? Uh, I've I, I've heard it referenced before, but go ahead and explain okay. it. Okay. So if you pay attention to Kirby's art, whether it was yeah. Thor or Fantastic Four or the New Gods of the Fourth World stuff, whenever he did energy. There was always like these this these yeah. dots all around. Mm -hmm. just, just look up some J Jack Kirby art. Well, just that type it in. Yeah. yeah, type it in. That became referenced as Kirby Crackle. Wow. <laughs> I and, mean, I've heard the term before, but I was like, yeah, wow, that's cool. So even at the beginning, I think they knew that they would. The one thing they were going to do to make Superman the Animated Series different was that they were actually going to introduce, you know, Fourth World into mm -hmm. the series and yeah. i guess as like a wink and a nod to that even in this first episode on the brainiac screen they put kirby crackle in the background of the computer of the computer monitors anytime brainiac was on that's awesome see that's the, it's those little details right there those little easter eggs and like you said you, you didn't catch that the first time you were watching this stuff right Oh, no, no, no. I know because when I was first watching this, I'm not even sure if I knew who Jack Kirby, you know, really was, you know, like, you know, there, there's so much that, you know, that you learn as you get older. And, and I feel like that was something I didn't understand. But it was kind of a cool thing. Also, it's because, you know, historically, Brainiac's not from Krypton. Like, that's not no. Brainiac's origin story. That was Alan Burnett's idea to okay. tie Brainiac to Krypton and Bruce Tim like had to be like he was he was not having it he was like really like that's not that's 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 not canon like that's yeah. not the way it is and 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 apparently there was a conversation that went you know but everyone knows that brainiac's not from krypton and they all went <laughs> who the fuck knows that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did do a good job of like, okay, let's just make, I mean, but it, you know, it's kind of funny too, because with all the AI talk um, now with where oh we're at God. right now, like did this episode just not feel yeah. so like, like relevant? <laughs> yeah. Was... Because even like Jarrell says, like, you know, the fact that he's just got all this information, like, and just mentioning that it's like, how, he and calls how him a glutton. Like, yeah. like he is. Yes. Because you know, right off the bat, Brainiac is just like, "Hey, I need your data. Give me your data. I need to like analyze and need to look at it and all that stuff." They have like a interesting little exchange right here, like when he gets back, and then of course like you immediately know Jor-El hates Brainiac. He does not. He hate. He doesn't trust him. All that. Um, and then it's just yeah, he sends them all yeah, and like you said, he calls him a glutton because you know, I mean yeah, he's just like it's like hey, I'll get to it, buddy, I I got it here, and 
and then um and then we get to introduce to uh to Lara and uh and then of course Cal uh baby Cal hey, did you notice they pronounced her name Lara they kind of went that way huh I mean I guess it's yeah because always... yeah. the same thing's gonna happen later on when we get Supergirl I think uh -huh. they pronounce her name Kara so there so there's 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 a consistency in the way that they pronounce those names but yeah I noticed that because I was called her Lara yeah and they called her Lara and well, I was it's just always like, like that with uh, Lara Croft. Like some people call, you know, there was always that whole thing too. Oh, people that's were right. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. It, it was always like it was always something like that. It was always weird when it came to her too. So, eh, call her everyone. I mean, tomato, tomato, right? You're right. But I'm just I'm just acknowledging the way yeah. the series chooses to. But yeah, there's a Lara, and I really appreciate the fact that when we see Kal El, he's a toddler. Yeah, he's like, ah, 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 ah. yeah, but he's not talking. He's yeah, he's teeny tiny. He's but uh, he's walking and he's babbling. He's not like no fresh out of the womb. You know, it's it's no. Oh yeah, yeah. Because usually, like in seventy eight, and of course, Man of Steel, it's like full on, just infants, just full on, just not even. But yeah, we actually see him. Yeah, where he's actually mobile a little bit. Yes. Which it's actually cool because there's like a little scene that comes later where, you know, he kind of interrupts Jorel's thinking. And I thought that was like a cool little moment. Speaking of like getting a whole scope of Krypton and seeing home life and everything like that. Oh, yeah, because you, cool. you really I, I think what I loved about this was you really get to know the elves yes. as a family. Yes, you do. You do. And then, of course, um, you know, we got Lara and then she just basically is just. She's worried about the theory of Krypton ending and everything. And uh, uh, I mean, of course you would. I mean, anybody would. It's like, oh, right. you think the planet's just going to die? Mm -hmm. But of course, yeah. But Jarrell, I mean, he has, he has, you know, he knows he, he has a, a resolution of sorts, which we'll talk about in a little bit when he uh, gives it to the council. But of course, they don't like it. But then, um, of course, we get introduced to Lars' father, Solven. Solven. So Van, sorry. I yeah, because because yeah. it, it, it's S U L hyphen V A N because Van is the is the family name. That's another yeah. thing I've always I've always really dug about the Superman mythos is is learning like the the Kryptonian the Kryptonian nomenclature. Yeah, but, and it's and it was interesting too because I'll, even like like watching it right now and I was like thinking like it's funny because you can do does anybody ever call Jor El Jor? Not in this area. Now, th that's the cool thing in Man of Steel. Uh, Laura calls him Jor. Does he? Okay. Yeah. Does she? Okay. I have to like listen for that. Because... No, that, it's a cool. And when I've been okay. doing it over on Man of Steel, scene by scene, I've paid attention because what they actually do a lot of times is that they either in that movie they either like she calls him Jor, and then you'll hear Zod just call him L. Okay, because because uh, I was just thinking about that right here because I never like I I don't think I've ever heard like just Jor like you could say Lara you could say Cal I've heard that but it just seems like when you say Jor you just have to say L there's just something it feels like it's incomplete. Well, I think it's also because uh well and one I, I I'm not going to speak too much about this only because it's not my culture so I don't know too terribly much but i do know that like having l afterwards that is a that does come from siegel and schuster's jewish background like okay. it's, it's a naming convention that comes uh from there because i'm sure a lot of our listeners might know maybe they don't but you know males on krypton have their first name and their family name like jor l yes um 
females are named first, it's like Lara. Her name before she married Jorel would have been Lara Sullivan. It yeah. was always your first name and then your full father's name. That's okay. why Supergirl is Kara Zorel. Yeah. Because it's your first name and then your father's name. And then you drop your father's name and take on your husband's name. So then she becomes Laura L when she gets married. So it's it's a wait, I once again, I just love the idea that in the Superman mythos, like someone bothered to come up with like these like they cultural took, norms. Yeah, they took their time to just like do all that. And that's what's so great about it. But yeah, I was just like thinking like, has anybody ever called him Jor? But somebody in the chat just said like, I guess like she says Jor behind you. So I'm yes, what that, okay. thank you. that was the exact moment. Like when, okay. he, when, when Keelik shows up and yeah. you know when the, when Zod's troops have arrested him. Yeah. I, I just I, th I think it's because it's so quick. I just never really caught it. And I, just, I was just thinking about that right now, because it's just like I said, if you say Jor, it's just like I can't help but go L like, you know, because it just doesn't sound like it's finished. But the other names I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But anyway, so uh, and then it's when we cut to um, when we're in the house, obviously we have Jarrell looking at you know his hologram computer thing and it, it looks like he, he's looking at earth and just basically we all know that you know where 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 that's leading to but he's just and, it, and you could tell he's just like exhausted he's like oh my god what the heck like and then of course you know when it when it comes to uh solvan uh telling laura it's basically saying that like hey you know he's wrong obviously this is what we we all know about this like how we always know that they're always against it because, you know, nobody wants to accept the fact that your world is dying, I guess you could say. That's what I've always taken when it comes to this story. It's like people are like, no, nah, no, nah, it's fine, guys. It's fine. And it's not. It's not. Well, all. this this story, this interpretation also seems to suggest that no one likes Jor-El. No. No. I mean, it, not even, like, I, even Saul is like, <laughs> your husband is always right. And yeah. not as in he's always right, but as in that's what he always believes. He believes yeah. he's never wrong. And that's what he tells her. That's what know. he tells her. And I like yeah. that. But then there's also something that really like it's it, it's subtle right now, but it becomes glaringly obvious when we jump to the council. Mm. But man, are they just like sucking on the teat of Brainiac? And it's like if <laughs> Brainiac doesn't say it's happening then it's not happening. Like, like, like Brainiac can do no wrong because he's our central computer. Exactly. I mean, they, it, he's become their God. It's like a, it's like the, it's like a religion to them in this interpretation the fact that, yeah. Cause when we get to that point and like I said, we, we do get our, our, it's just cool. Like we get that little introduction of, Hey, little cows playing with little crypto. And it's like, Oh, there he is. Little white dog right there. Just playing with them. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. I forgot that, that they, they put that little Easter egg in there. But, um, and then of course, yeah, we get like a little tremble or a Krypton, quake as i'm gonna refer to it um and then and then i like how pending. Yeah, pending. i know yeah see <laughs> yeah see? yeah and then we'll make some uh pancakes krypton pancakes krypton cakes no that's not gonna work what are they green anyways um and then that's later in this episode <laughs> <laughs> right yeah seriously um and then um i love how saul just kind of goes like 
you better be wrong, Jarrell. You better be wrong. That's where he starts accepting like, oh, shit. Yes. You just had this massive shake. And then things are like, you know, devastation has happened. And he's just going, fuck. I just I was just trying to convince my daughter that, no, he's wrong. And then this happens. And then he's like, fuck, you better be wrong, man. And you just you just see like the change. And I just like how that little scene ended right there with him saying that to to Jarrell. Well, it's just so great because it's like he's so convinced of himself until that moment happens. And then he's like, oh, no, I'm not so sure. Like, like <laughs> yeah. it just because they're getting because obviously the idea is that this isn't the first time they've had one of these quakes. No. And I get the feeling that they're just getting worse every time they happen. Yeah. Like maybe at first it was just a little. Oh, what was that? What was that? You know, we have those here, of course, in California where you just every now and again, you just get like a little you know just a little rumble that lasts like three seconds you're like was that an earthquake um but yeah these ones are like these ones are causing damage and devastation and you're feeling these ones right here so um and then of course this is where we get to the council um meeting right here when it comes to Jorel talking to him and basically just saying, and this is like i said have you have you they just straight up go what does brainiac have to say what does brainiac have to say about this and yeah it does not go over well well you know what also doesn't help is that Jorel's idea to save everyone and i and i like it because subtly later like just a few episodes down the road it explains something else that happens in the series uh-huh. but since his plan would have been how are we going to save the entire planet let's put everybody in the phantom zone and then you know certain devices that don't don't come up now but will come up later (laughs) yeah can then be sent off so that somebody can then bring everybody back back out of the phantom zone and they are just going are you kidding me you're gonna put us in there with all the prisoners and all those horrible people that we put up in there and you know it's just they're flat out flat out just blasphemy they're just going you're just yelling back at heresy yes yes pretty much and then brainiac just goes like and they ask him and brainiac just goes just a slight polar shift guys don't worry (laughs) what (laughs) oh my god and brainiac is so just trust me bro yeah they're just like sure okay (laughs) see this look what brainiac says yeah this is what Brainiac says. He just says it's a slight thing. Don't worry, it's fine. And then they're just like, "You're mad, Jarrell, for suggesting even to go into the Phantom Zone." Um, yeah, it's just <laughs> again councils, councils. Right? Yeah, they're, they're just like that. They don't like it. They they think they know all. They're they think they just know everything that's happening, but they don't know shit. And then of course, like this is the scene where I thought it was cool, where Jarrell is just sitting outside, um, on some steps, and then Cal just shows up and he's playing so we get like a nice little father son son moment you know he lifts him up gives him a kiss you know that's another thing that i really love about this interpretation of the l's is that look at and bruce tim mentioned it specifically or maybe it wasn't just bruce tim but like but the the entire creative team Mm. but look at them they're loving their they hug them like like Jorel and Laura are constantly touching and kissing and like it's a it's it's a family it, it's really affectionate Jorel like hugs and plays with Cal going 
like that whole father thing of man, you don't have a care in the world, do you? Exactly. And he's only he's envious of of baby Cal of of young Cal because he's just like he's sitting there going the my whole world the whole world's gonna end end and I got this freaking piece of shit AI that's saying no it's not and nobody's believing me I'm like the I'm like enemy public enemy number one right now and my and, son is just playing with a little rocket ship yay you know and then Laura comes behind him and just like you said touchy feely she just like hugs him from behind but then she starts getting that denial thing where she starts pushing back against Jarrell and saying like you know, maybe your theory is wrong. All right. Maybe well, think, and don't you feel like that just comes to the fact that she does because that's all because this is also the point where basically no, he doesn't he doesn't quite suggest about putting Cal in the ship. Not yet. yet. Not yet. But I feel like based on dialogue that happens later, like they've already discussed that. Like yeah, they understand. So I think Lara's kind of got that yeah, got that in the back of her head, like. I don't want this to be right because I know what plan B is. And yes, I, I don't, I'm not down for plan. Yeah, B. Yeah. I don't want to lose my son or, and die. Um, and then, um, cause, cause there's also that great shot. Like, did you see that pan? Like it was almost like a panel of like Jorel in the shadow. And he's got like that. He's like, he's, he's almost like in a Batman pose kind of like, yeah. that. like all oh, that was a, as, as Lara's walking away, I was like, mm -hmm. Ooh, that's good a shot. pretty, that's a good shot. Very good shot. And then of course he goes, uh, and tries to, you know, I guess he goes back to his, um, office. <laughs> they have offices there. I don't know. He's at a control center and he's trying to. Well, no, it, it's out. Brainiac central. Like, like is it that, Brainiac central? Okay. So that's Brainiac central. So basically okay. he's at a terminal trying to access you know, information, the, the information, yeah. the archives. Because once again, in this interpretation of Krypton, everything is stored with like Brainiac is the repository yeah. of everything. Yeah, I do love this shot when it, you see it go in there. You see like somebody on a you know air bike go by. You know, obviously they have to do that whole thing, and then it just kind of like you know pans down. I mean, it's like a long. It's it's just like a big tower. Couple. I mean, you've seen it before. You you get a little Star Wars vibes in it. Yeah, yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little Star Wars vibes. But yeah, he's just trying to figure. It. And then of course, Brainiac is just like, "What are you doing, David?" <laughs> you know, he kind of does that whole like how. Oh, thing. It, it is very yeah. much how from uh -huh. two thousand one. It's like, <laughs> "What are you doing, Dave?" Yeah, I'm sorry, Dave. You yeah. can't do that. And I think I really, I'm glad you brought that up because don't you feel like how three thousand is totally like the, like the model for yes. how they thought of Brainiac? Yeah, I, I was getting that vibe right there, big time. Just the way that he talks to him right here. And, you know, and he, Brainiac just starts, you know, talking to him and then like, and he's like, how, why did you say that? And he goes, I guess it's human air or something like that, which is kind of interesting because are they human or Kryptonian? I was kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. see, I caught that. I was like, wait, he said human, aren't they crypto? Okay. Let it pass. Let it pass. Let it pass. We'll get it. But, uh, and then of course, you know, Jarrell is like, you know, he knows that he's hi hiding something and they have their whole little back and forth. And then when he tries to get out, tries to um, get out through with like his access, whatever. And then it's denied. And then of course he just pulls out his, his gun and just 
you know, shoots that little lock and whatever the heck. And just, and then of course, this is where all the guards start like coming in on their little flying bikes. And, uh, and then because he goes all the way down because he's at the terminal and then it's basically like he goes all the way down to like the, I don't know, the mainframe or like the central processing unit. And, and, and that's when he looks at Brainiac and he's just like, Wait, and I love, I love how they, I love how they represent it too with the animation. Like you see, like because he because he's being uploaded into a satellite, which we actually wink, wink saw at the very beginning of the episode, and we didn't know what we were looking at. Oh, I didn't even think to look for that. I'll yeah, actually, like if you look at the art yeah. behind us, as soon as it says last time. The satellite that Brainiac uploads himself to it's actually right there. Like, Holy comes in. But I just like how they represent it through the animation because, like, you see, like, portions of, like, the lights that are around him are just, like, squares out. going out. They're blacking out, and it's, like, that's just representing that he's uploading right there. And, uh, you know, and then, of course, Jor-El's like, what the hell? You're just, you're uploading. You, you know what the hell's going on, don't you? And he's just... And, uh, yeah, so we get this whole, of course, sequence when, of course, when it comes to these guards and then they're chasing after um, Jarrell. But, you know, Jarrell's a smart dude. He knows how to, uh, you know, he knows how to escape. And then he gets to a point where it's kind of funny because he gets to a point where, you know, he has to like, you know, I was almost going like, man, almost like Man of Steel or like that Jarrell had to like leap off. And then, of course, gets well, ca- caught by the. Yeah. And I think it's so cool is that, you know, even before we get Man of Steel in 2013, here yeah. we are in 1996. And this jor like Krypton last action hero. Like, yeah, he's he's a badass. He's a badass. Leaps out of a window, slides down. And what did we see here, folks? We have blood coming yes! out of his mouth. What? We're standards and practices. What? I know, and and it wasn't just like, and it's not even like in that one scene, like when he gets back to his house, the blood's still there. Declan totally spotted. He was like, daddy, blood. I was like, I know. (laughs) I was like, oh, see, they didn't care with this one. There's a little bit of blood right there, which I thought was cool. I was like, yeah, let's have more of that. Is is there blood in, we'll get to that. Anyways, I was going to say like in the third season of Batman, I'm like, is there, did they actually are okay with it in that? Now I'm kind of wondering. If we're gonna see it when we start talking about those, I guess we'll, we'll like this we'll is see. level of blood that we had to wait for like Phantasm. To <laughs> I know Phantasm had that, you know, and then even after that, there wasn't really much like not like Phantasm, that's for sure. So, um, and then we got Salvan who uh is um now coming around. He's now going like, all right, you know, because obviously when yeah, like you said, when Jarrell comes back and he's just beat up and he starts telling the police are coming. And, you know, this is where we get where he goes, hey, Laura, we got to we got to get this kid off here. This is because Brainiac mentioned like this. This place is going up in hours, not days, not weeks, hours. He basically is like, I'm out. That's why I'm uploading. Because he's like, I am the repository of all Kryptonian knowledge. (laughs) Shouldn't I be the. And and that's the thing. We skipped over that scene a little bit. But I want to talk about the fact that Brainiac is basically like, um. If I tell the council the truth, they're going to put all my processing power to formulating an escape plan, an evacuation plan for the planet. And he's like, yeah, I've already done that. You're all fucked. So (laughs) instead of that, wasting my time. We've got a brainiac that's just like, fuck this. Like, it's like one of those like things where you like, yeah, you give a task to somebody and they're like. Nah, I'm not nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we all yeah. That's busy work. 
<laughs> that's no no it's like no so instead of doing that i'm gonna save my own ass because uh i'm brainiac yeah and, and then and then i love yeah like you said his defense is like hey if i don't survive krypton won't even be a memory i'm the memory i could i could tell i could tell the stories of krypton to a bunch of other worlds so i need to i need to head up to this satellite so yeah he's a douche brainiac's a douche <laughs> yeah. Big time. I just he's like, nah, don't want to do that. Even though I could probably do that, don't want to do it. And then he goes, but you know, if I don't survive, Krypton will just not even be a memory. So, so I, yeah, that is kind of yeah, that was kind of cool. What he like, there's <laughs> like Jesus Christ, ruthless man. But yeah, but when we get to the part where yeah, and then uh, um, so we uh, obviously Jarrell is going to be suggesting send him off, and then we get that moment of just like ah. Uh, yeah, Laura. I mean, she has to realize, like, okay, this is what's this is what's happening. And then I like how, you know, Clark or Clark, uh, Cal is just like in his little crib or whatever. By the way, she has he, the device. I want the device. Yeah, so I know. I was about to say. I was like, every parent's dream is what this device that she has. That's just a thing. You put it over the eyes, and then it's just like, <sighs> you know. Makes the kid go to sleep, and I'm, I'm sure every parent would be like, "Where's that? Can I have that? What? <laughs> Who hasn't built that yet?" <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, it was just kind of funny. Just totally, just put it right over the eyes, and then, <sighs> and then peacefully falls asleep. Oh man! If only every parent's uh, dream right there, <laughs> just to have that. And then, uh, of course, the police show up and, uh, you know, it's uh, again, I, I mean, you can't tell me that, you know, Zach and David Goyer were not watching this episode when they were doing, you know, because there was just I was getting some Man of Steel vibes when it came. And, and that's the thing. Yeah. And, and, and I and, and I love that because it's like for all the for all the people that love Man of Steel, like, hey, Superman, the animated series did it first. Yes. I mean, you can't tell me that they did not. You know, I, I've said that when it came to uh, when it came to Christopher Nolan looking at something. I mean, certain things like when it came to incorporating certain plot points or whatever the hell. Well, there was Goy Goyer was there, too. Yeah, I, exactly. I think I think the I think the, the through line here is Goyer. That's the common denominator right there. Right. Yes, it's Goyer. I mean, and, and it's good. It's good. It's great. Um, so then, of course, uh, we have that and the police show up. And he starts, they start preparing the ship. And then, uh, yeah. And then it's funny too, because, and then we get a little cool little thing that happens because obviously like they're trying to find him, and they see obviously Brainiac and whoever, you know, they could see through the building and they see somebody like take off in like their own little small ship and they think it's Jarrell. And it's like, okay, yeah, obviously Jarrell's going to distract while, like, while she's like doing maybe sending off because she's even going, I don't know if I've never done it by myself. She's hesitant because I've never prepared the ship myself. So then, you know, we're just like, all right, maybe we're just going to trust her. But no, when they actually take down the ship, guess who's in it? Solvan. Good for him. Coming around. Father-in-law. Is there a problem, officer? Yeah. <laughs> So they do that. And that was like, that was pretty cool. I was like, okay, a little switcheroo right there. And uh, yeah. And then we get to finally this dramatic ending. And I think this is where we're going to just like, Oh, watch. of course this is what we're going to show. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. it's just, I mean, it's just, this is, this is the origin story. This is where we, you know, we get to, we get baby uh, Cal just sent off. And like, even like this, like, I even paused it right here where she's got the tear in her eye. He's sleeping. It's a good shot right here. That's a good shot right there. I oh, like yeah. Shot. And the music. Oh, uh, 
I could send you with him. Yeah, There's and then risk, I like this too. To I, yes. I like that the fact that he thought about sending her and then she goes, no. I also because, like that she has the curl too, by the way. Yes, she does. Yeah. I like how they put like like safety straps over yeah. him because this is a because here's another thing. This is a full size rocket ship. Like this yeah. isn't like a little pod. Like no. supporting in. Jorel's escaped their perimeter. Oh, and I love how the music like almost goes completely out. It doesn't right. matter anymore. And then I love this too. This They're is where like Krypton's. Brainiac out. <laughs> He's out. <laughs> What's going on? Like, We're fuck you guys. Out. See ya. Here I go. Here I go. Bye-bye. See y'all later. Not another one. Not another one. Oh, I love this line. No. Yeah. The last one. Oh, so oh. good. And this right here with the, yeah. So oh. Very, by the way, a lot of the Krypton, especially the Kryptonians look, very Silver Age inspired. Yeah. In their design. And that score. Oh, lo so uh, lo yes, Lolita Ramentes was the one who wrote the score for the actual episode. Oh, okay. Oh. And then the kiss right here. Aww. Once again, so affectionate. Yes. And then and we see crypto, uh, crypto, Krypton go crazy. Right now that kind of reminds me of '78 with like, yeah. the plate shifting. Um, but I, what I really love coming up, look, it's green. Yeah. It's all green. Yeah, I was noticing that too, and I even wrote that in my notes. I was like, it's green everywhere. And it's like, yeah, representation of, hey, when we see green later, guess what it affects? Well, because, you know, once again, every, every interpretation of Superman has their own reason why Krypton explodes. And this is yeah. the core. The yes. core has gone through some major shift. Well, obviously, whatever it was, it's the it's the origin of kryptonite. Got it. Yeah, I love that score right there. And I love the fact that, like, oh, my God, is the ship going to make it? I mean, obviously, we know it's going to make it. But I just love that they kind of gave that tease anyways. Oh, and then, and then like, the after, the, the quote, yeah. afterburners kick in. Yeah. Oh, there I love this. Krypton. And there's that shot from the yeah. opening sequence. But I think it's also interesting That's here cool that too. kind of like what they do with the Phantom Drive in Man of Steel, yeah. it's a hyperspace portal. But yep. if you pay attention, what else goes through the portal with him? Oh, some kryptonite, baby. Oh, and I baby think it's cow. so interesting that, of course, when this originally aired, all three parts aired seamlessly as a movie. Yes. But it's so weird that like that's where the episode ends. It's like shot a sleeping baby, fade to black, and credits. Yeah, I know. I was like, wait, is there more? And I was like, no, yeah, that's right. It just ends like right there. It's cool. I like that. So because the first part is entirely just Krypton. Yeah. Like it's a 20. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's just I mean, I guess like I said, the uh in Man of Steel, the Krypton scene was essentially like uh an episode of this animated i'm mean, i'm sure i think it's like a little bit longer but still uh again but you know what if you go back to superman 78 it's pretty long too it's pretty long too. like yeah. it, the, the i think it serves a superman origin story well yeah that you get a chunk on crypt like if you're going to do the origin story you've got to give krypton it's due yeah 
And I think that's why, you know, you know, when it comes to the new ones, like James Gunn's like, nope, not origin story. I don't, I'm, I'm kind of curious if there's going to be anything that he incorporates. I mean, maybe not even in this one, but if there's going to, you know, a sequel or something like it, it, what, how much of Krypton is going to be talked about? I mean, we've already, we already know that crypto is going to be a part of this universe or are they going to do so? I don't know. That's what's going to be interesting when it comes to at least that. But when it comes to this episode, I mean, it's, it's great. Great ending. Like I said, score, everything. Just a really, just a great, great episode. I mean, I'm, it, I'm so excited to talk about the next two parts. Yeah. But, it, but it's still like, I love how the series, it has the weight. Uh, it has the writing that we would come to. Like, look at what they did with Brainiac. Like, yeah. we just talked about how he was a douche. But think about the writing to like, say, this is the personality that we're going to give Brainiac. Like, this is the motivation that we're going to give Brainiac. It's yeah. like, no, I'm going to let an entire planet die to save my own ass because <laughs> I'm more, me and the information that I store is more important than you people. It's one of those like changes where like, you know, people just go, yeah, it's good. I like that. You know, I think like you would just accept it. I think like it just works with this story. I mean, like, you know, I'm sure there's some comic book purists out there that are like, yeah, but I'm like, I actually, you know, even with yeah. the original brain, I, I like, I kind of like this version better. Yeah, oh, I mean, I like, it, it just makes sense. It makes sense. And, you know, Smallville ended up incorporating this. Did they? Okay. When Brainiac shows up in, um, played by James Marsters, um, nice. when he shows up in season five, they take the Brainiacs from Krypton uh, uh, approach. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, that's, the, again, I mean, this is what, what's cool about the animated series. I mean, when it came to Batman, I mean, things that they, well, things that they introduced that ended up being, ended up being canon and things they changed like Clayface. And now we have Superman right off the bat. They're like, well, we're going to make Brainiac this. And everybody's like, that works. <laughs> That's cool. Cool. By That's me. cool. Yeah. yeah. We like it. We like it. But yeah, great episode. Um, do you have anything else to add to it? No. I mean, hey, we did pretty we did pretty well for like, you know, doing a whole like intro to the series and talking about the first episode. I'm just I'm I'm looking forward to this new this new era of the yeah. fanimated stream because like i said superman the animated series is just one of those that like i didn't i didn't catch like i literally you know one of the first episodes that i saw was mm. part three really didn't see part one like no i literally turned on the tv didn't know when it was coming on and caught part three interesting i'm pretty and, sure i saw the season uh, premiere because i was excited for it or the series premiere. I, I just I missed all of this. I actually, you know, there's very distinct episodes. I remember, but it was really more of a catch as catch can. Yeah. And because um, I was in high school, like yeah. this this show premiered my freshman year of high school, so I was I was busy. Yeah. You know, and this so I this is different from Batman because it wasn't appointment viewing because we were older and let's face it, you, teenagers and you know you just kind of catch yeah like you said cat but I, I think I remember specifically hearing about it and I wanted to watch the series premiere so I think I did at least for a 
few episodes kept up with it, but I, yeah, I think I fell off with the appointment viewing uh, a few episodes in. Yeah. So this is going to be, I mean, this doing the Fanimated stream, I think it's only going to be my second full watch through yep. of Superman, the animated series. The first time Which being when the DVDs, when the DVDs came out starting back in 04 and like I said, that watch through some of those episodes, I think were even like my first time watching them. So, yeah, no, it's going to be like that for both of us. Cause like you said, I mean, when it came to Batman, we watched those just like religiously, but this one, not so much. There's going to be episodes that, you know, even like, you know, like before when there would be like, I don't remember this episode when it came to Batman. And then I watch it like, yes, all of a sudden just start firing off. There's probably going to be times where like, I don't remember this episode. And then when I watch it, I'm like, still don't. <laughs> like, like, probably because like you legitimately maybe never even yeah. saw it. There's a possibility of that, too, because, yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun breaking down all this stuff right here and uh hey we got justin right here with the super chat what if Jorel created brainiac then had then had some Sentient. Sentient. yeah i i don't think that that's not the way i interpret this version i think that's actually maybe been i'm not sure if that's ever been played with before it'd be a cool it would be a cool story if it had been because one thing that the creatives did talk about was they also loved the idea of, of legacy. Think about man of steel where like Zod is Jor-El's enemy. Oh, and this is in the 78 Donner thing too, but you know, basically mm. Zod is Jor-El's enemy and then Zod becomes Cal's enemy. What they did was they did that with Brainiac. Brainiac mm. was Jor's yeah. adversary. And then he be later on in the series, he becomes Cal's, uh, adversary so it it they just shifted the idea of a legacy villain okay. and i like it i like it a lot i like it yeah all right Sorry. well there you go what was that that was, was my own personal brain yeah I was about to say. <laughs> jesus christ the ai take it i over mean over. if that isn't if that doesn't tell you that man we're we're living the wow nightmare that was, right that, now. that was a weird timing right there talking about brainiac and then your watch Theory going, goes I'm off. sorry. <laughs> and then I looked, I was like, was that mine? No. What the fuck? That was funny. We are oh, in the boy. matrix. We are definitely in the matrix. Holy shit. Yeah, they're all listening to us. Anyways, but yeah, this was a great episode to talk about. Great introduction to this. Well, we're both very much looking forward to talking about more Superman, the animated the animated uh, series. And like I said, we'll have hopefully some new art when it comes to all this and a new intro. Uh, we're, I'm still trying to figure all that out and hopefully we'll get uh, all that done. And next week we'll be talking about part two of last son of Krypton. Yay. Yay. So make sure you guys do that and uh, go ahead and uh, send us off Scott. Well, of course, you can find me on Twitter at ScottDC27. You can find my podcast, the DC Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. We're on Vero, Facebook, and YouTube with the entire network of shows at squadcastmedia.com. We're a fan-supported network. So, listen, patreon.com slash squadcastmedia. We're $5 a month, over 400 pieces of content, and it helps us keep the lights on. We appreciate it.
There you go. All right, guys. Smash that like, thumbs up, subscribe, do all that. And then, of course, I won't see you guys tomorrow because I am seeing The Flash tomorrow evening. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. So not sure exactly the uh, whole parameters of what I could talk about it when it comes to that. But, yes, I'll see you guys Tuesday for Film Junkie Live. And, uh, yeah, um, we'll see what happens when it comes to what I could talk about when it comes to the flash tomorrow. So Don't tell for, me a damn thing. Oh, I'm not going to. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, obviously it's not going to, it's just, can I talk about how I, you know, how much felt? I like not yeah, felt and all that stuff. Like how much can I, I, I could probably do a social media thing. Cause people have already done that, but I'm wondering like videos and whatever the, I don't know. We'll figure that out. But uh, yeah, I'll see you guys Tuesday on film junkie live at 6 PM Pacific standard time. All right, guys up, up and away. Talk to you later.